My name is Andrew Hernandez. Uh, I've been involved with the student ministry here at Sanctuary forever. So came to Sanctuary in fifth grade, and I've been in the youth ministry um, ever since. Started serving youth ministry, um, had the opportunity to, to continue in that. So this morning, I'm like, man, it's looking a little different. Um, we had the opportunity a couple weeks ago to go from summer camp, and so we said uh, it'd be really awesome if we did a student takeover day so you guys can just hear and have the opportunity to listen uh, to some stories, some testimonies um, from the boots on the ground um, because I, I think that's, that's just awesome. So to my right, uh, and please, first service was, it was sad. It was sad with the clapping. Please be better. I was, my heart was broken. To my right, we have the amazing and wonderful, talented Gretchen Hicks. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Good, good. Keep it up. We got one more. And to my left, uh, we have a great mentor of mine and a wonderful person, Matthew Higgins. Yeah. Oh. So I'm just going to ask him uh, a couple of questions and... Uh, down the road, we'll have a chance to hear from some students. So, um, Gretchen, you've been involved in student ministry for a while, even before Sanctuary. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit of that and then uh, kind of transition. Uh, we'd love to hear about summer camp and how that went. Absolutely. So um, I've been in student ministry since my daughter was a junior in high school, and she's 25 now, so it's been a while. And, and um, I just love students, and uh, I just think the ministry is a mission field. It's, it's just um, a great, important thing. And um, we went to camp a couple of weeks ago. We got to spend six days uh, together. Uh, it's intense. I had um, a cabin with eight fantastic girls. We laughed. We played. We cried. We made bad jokes. Um, we <laughs> competed in the mud pit. I mean, uh, you know, you just do things that you would never think that you would do. At least I do. And, <laughs> yeah, it was tons of fun. I'm glad. Any, any story kind of stick out from summer camp at all? Or Well, I mean, I would say that cabin time, which was after the nightly um, service, was um, the most... Uh, meaningful to me, um, you know, we're so open when, when we have no distractions, and being able to hear uh, people pour into the students' lives a couple times a day, and um, we had we had girls that, uh, you know, surrendered their lives or recommitted, and it was it was fantastic. That's awesome. I, uh, I, this is the first summer camp I have missed at Sanctuary, so again, I've been here forever, so I'm kind of living vicariously through um, some of our leaders and some of our students, so I'm kind of switching gears a little bit. I know, Matt, you had an awesome um, experience at summer camp as well. Um, but I know you have been in the youth ministry for a long time. You are a youth pastor at one point. Um, and so I don't want to just focus entirely on camp. I also just want to focus, uh, talk a little bit about um, just student ministry as a whole and, and kind of what you've seen over the years. Yeah, so for, for, I've been involved in student ministry for, for a long time. Um, and camp is really the culmination of all that God is doing in your kids' lives and students' lives. Um, and it really, because you got five, you know, five or six days where they just have, God has their attention. They're at camp. They're with their friends. There's no electronics. And every day they're hearing from God's word. They're hearing, they're worshiping. Um, and so it's an amazing opportunity. But at Sanctuary, we're a church. We're always looking at what's the next step. What's the next step that you're going to take towards your journey with Christ? But we're also looking at the long view. And so as a, a former youth pastor and someone who's been doing it for a long time, what I've seen is that long view. I had this one student. Her name was Sarah. 
Um, I saw her when she first was about, I mean, 13 or 14 years old. She came from a broken home. She came into the youth ministry that I was working with. And I connected her with another girl. They, they grew up. She started loving Jesus. She started following after him. I encouraged her. I said, Sarah, you need to go to college. You need to get out of this one-horse town. <laughs> and so she did. She went to a Christian university, changed her life. She became a social worker. Now she's working in San Bernardino in the community, uh, just really touching people's lives as a social worker vocationally. But now she herself is involved in youth ministry. And so it's amazing to see how uh, the things that you do as a volunteer have long-term impact. And really that's what we're all about is, you know, it may, it may not seem like it on a Sunday morning when you're, you're doing something small. And that, that goes for any ministry here at Sanctuary. You do the small things. The Bible says don't despise the days of small things because there's going to be a greater fruit. There's going to be greater impact later on. So the things that you do in students' lives today matter for eternity. And as Mike Thompson would say, echo for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I'm, I am a product of that. The former youth pastor, Mike Thompson, um, really, he planted that seed and he watered that seed um, to the point where I'm still serving with uh, with students today, because um, sadly there is, I know Gretchen you talked about a little bit, there is a, an astounding fall-off, um, sadly, for students that don't connect um, with the main body as they grow up. They take off and disappear from church, from God for some time, and some of them never come back. Um, so I just want to say thank you again to you guys for your generosity. Um, it was your generosity that was allowed a lot of those students to have their lives changed forever. Um, so that's fantastic. But we kind of want to um, give some time. We have some uh, awesome students that are going to come up and, and share their testimony and um, some stuff, so that's pretty good. But we have a quick video montage from summer camp. We went to Forest uh, Home this year. It was our first time attending their program summer camp. Years and years ago, we did our own camp there, but uh, it was awesome. So, again, because I wasn't there, I have to live vicariously through our students and our leaders that went. Um, so I'm actually going to pass the torch off to Gretchen and Matt as we kind of hear from these students. Thank you. Hi, Gemma. Hey. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, so I'm Gemma. Um, I'm going into my junior year of high school, so that's fun. And I go to Beaumont High School, and I've been going to Sanctuary for forever. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, so I know that you've been going to Sanctuary for forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know that something really significant happened for you at camp. So can you tell us your story? Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> So my parents, they're kind of like super Christians, right? Like my dad, he's right there. Um, (laughs) They've done youth ministry like forever. My mom does children's ministry. It's good. It's fun. Um, So because of that, I was expected to keep up this like facade, I think. So I had my little Christian girl mask thing on. So at the age of like five or something, if anyone had asked me a question, like, for example, what is your favorite color? I'd be that kid who'd be like, Jesus. That was me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I wore that little Jesus mask kind of forever, so that was fun. Um, But as I got older, I kind of got led astray. Um, I obtained some less than amazing friends. They constantly just put me down. They weren't great people. Um, They told me all these terrible things about myself until I began to feel unloved and worthless and ugly, frankly. Um, These lies just penetrated my life until eventually they weren't lies anymore. They were just something that I believed about myself because they seemed true in my eyes. Um, So I turned to the attention of boys to try to fill that void in my heart. Um, I would let them do things that I didn't necessarily want to do because it felt good for a short amount of time. Like, it was fun. Um, 
This continued into my freshman year where I had to experience one of the hardest things that I ever endured. Um, for a while, I joined theater, and I really enjoyed it. I still love it. It's so much fun. But um, later in the year, well, later in my freshman year, there was this older student, and he decided to use me to his advantage. Um, I was repeatedly harassed verbally and sexually by this guy. I was too scared to speak out against it because I felt that I deserved what happened. It was obviously my fault. <laughs> Why would I tell anyone, right? Um, I actually did go to one person, and, but the first person whom I told, they told me that, <laughs> just to keep quiet about it, to ignore it. Um, I was told that I was being dramatic, that I was over-exaggerating. <laughs> Eventually, in my sophomore year, I told one of my closer friends about this, and she told her parents, and them, obviously being parents, um, they got both the police and the school involved, which was difficult. <laughs> They removed this person from the theater department, thankfully, and they didn't allow him back at the school until after he graduated in December. Um, so being high school, everyone found out about my situation, um, but rather than being sympathetic, they sided with the guy, and he obviously told them I was lying, like he would never do anything. Um, I was labeled as an attention-seeking slut who was asking for it. I lost a great majority of my friends that year, and I just, I began to believe the rumors and what people were saying about me. I saw myself as unworthy, not good enough for loved, ugly, and overlooked. People that I thought loved me tore me down time and time again. This kept running through my mind, you're worthless, you're worthless, you're worthless, just give up. But God said no, no. He said no, Gemma, you're precious to me, you're beautiful, you're loved. You see, God loves you when the world doesn't. <laughs> he loves you so unconditionally through the good and the bad. But I ignored him, I became bitter and hurting, and I just, I blamed God. I don't understand why he would let such a terrible thing happen to me. Um, later in the year, some of you guys know this, it's a stupid story, but <laughs> my family and I were on our way to Montreal, or like Canada or whatever, and my mom, <laughs> my mom broke her foot at the airport, like, I don't know, a couple hours before a flight was supposed to land. Um, this sounds ridiculous. But I was just so unhappy and angry with God. I was like, really, God, after the year I've had? Come on. Like, I couldn't get a break. But <laughs> anyways, that was just like to show I was still so bitter towards everyone and everything. Like, I just closed my heart off to everyone. Um, this continued into camp. So fast forward to that. Um, I just, I didn't think my life meant anything to God. But however, during my first session of solo time, which is like a time alone with God kind of thing, you spend like an hour with God, it's like Bible study kind of, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I prayed for peace and I really just listened to God for the first time. I asked him to give me a sign, a piano or guitar because music is just cool. Um, I just miss playing music. Um, the next day, my friend and I actually found a piano. It was kind of out of tune, but like that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so... We just, we both missed playing, so she began to play some worship music, and I started singing. Some people came into the room where we were, and they just stayed there. They sat through the entire song, and then they sincerely told me that I had a beautiful voice. I had gotten compliments before, but I had never really accepted them. Like, I never, they never meant anything to me. Um, that was the first time that I had accepted a real compliment. Um, it felt amazing. And in that moment, I realized that that whole experience wasn't those people who watched me. It wasn't me. It wasn't my friend. It was Jesus. He created that for me just because he loves me that much. Um, so I asked for a sign, and he actually sent me a sign. <laughs> it 
In Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. I didn't understand the meaning of this verse until that moment. (laughs) I was overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Spirit and how real God became to me on that day. That hole in my heart was slowly refilling, and I almost just burst into tears. (laughs) That, well, I actually did burst into tears, but I didn't want to put that in there. Um, (laughs) That was the first time that Jesus had been real to me, and it was just the most fulfilling experience. Um, The next night, I gave my life to Christ. This was something that I had done before, but it just didn't mean anything to me. It was like, whatever, this is a facade for my family and for my friends and just the people around me and stuff. (laughs) But in that moment, I knew that I was worthy, that I was loved, that I was beautiful. And (laughs) guys, God is just so good. (laughs) Through Jesus, I changed my attitude, my heart, my mind about being a Christian. In the beginning, being a follower of Christ felt like a chore. It was something that I did to make my parents happy, to make the church happy, just to make people who know me happy, you know? Um, Now I'm saved, and I'm building my own relationship with Christ instead of faking one for those around me. I've been praying for him to close doors that I keep opening without a thought of him. He answered, and I no longer find my self-worth in shallow compliments from boys. I know that I'm made new in Christ, and I'm blessed to have found him. Thank you so much for sharing, Gemma. Matt? All right, so to my left are these two amazing gentlemen, Brody Hicks, Evan Phillips. Uh, Brody was not at camp this year, unfortunately. Hmm. <laughs> but he was at another amazing camp for two weeks. But um, Brody's story is a little bit different. God has been doing some amazing things in Brody. I've known him for a long time, and we've done uh, a lot of ministry stuff together, worship. Um, but the last six months, um, God has been kind of taking you in a new direction, doing new things in you. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Brody. I'm 17. I'm going into my senior year of high school, which is kind of scary. Um, I kind of have super parents as well. It's kind of weird. That's my mom. <laughs> um, and you'll see my dad in a second on a video. Um, but yeah, these, <clears throat> these last six months have been great. I've been growing so much in my faith. Um, I've been serving a lot in the kids' ministry, and it's just changed me um, for the better. Uh, even there, there might be ups and downs with me serving, but just seeing the little kids and just how much they love the Lord and how much they believe in Him and trust Him, it's, um, it touches my heart, and it just is bringing me so much closer to the Lord. Um, seeing how much these little kids just search for God and seek after his face. It's just amazing. That's amazing. Thanks so much, Brody. So hi, Alyssa. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Alyssa. I am 15, and I'll be going into my junior year of high school after the summer. And you've been coming to Sanctuary for about six months. So can you tell us about your journey for these past six months? Well, (laughs) um, I started going to Sanctuary in January. And at first, I only started going to the youth group. Um, It was uh, during a really hard and pretty transitional phase in my life. I had struggled with depression and 
uh, anxiety throughout most of my life, um, growing up in a really uh, not ideal household. Um, and things have changed, and as things do, uh, and I got to a point where I started turning to boys and drugs. Um, but the depression never went away. So there was a night where I was sat in my room crying and alone, and I texted um, my childhood best friend, and I had said, I'm done. I'm alone, and there's nobody here for me. I'm ready to give up. And she said, please don't just come to my youth group on Wednesday. We're, we're having a pajama night, and it, it'll be really fun. Just please come. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I have nothing better to do besides drugs and wallow in self-pity. So I said, all right, I'll go. Two days later, I donned my snowflake pajama pants and walked into the ministry center where Jackie shouted, hey, nice pajamas, welcome. And I just thought, first of all, stop. <laughs> stop being happy. It's making me uncomfortable. Second, thank you. <laughs> I walked into the ministry center and was welcomed with excited faces and new friends. And everyone was welcoming. And so for the first night in a long time, I felt really happy where I was. And I felt welcome. And of course, it wasn't easy. But that night, I actually prayed genuinely for the first time in months. And I prayed for a friend. <laughs> Fast forward to a couple months later, I met that friend. That boyfriend. <laughs> um, so now not only was I happy going to church, meeting that friend, and many more, I had a new reason to be happy with Christ because I prayed for a friend and he gave me one. And yeah. Um, fast forward to summer camp, which I was heavily against. <laughs> I don't like big crowds of people. Hi. <laughs> uh, and I value my alone time, but... I ended up going, uh, much to my friend Tanner's uh, encouragement, <laughs> um, and it ended up being a really wonderful experience. I That first night there was great. Um, the words that the pastor was speaking were amazing, and I felt that they really touched me. But it's been really hard uh, feeling like my heart is open to Christ. Uh, telling Gretchen this, she advised me that it would help to pray for the Holy Spirit and to feel that Christ was there. So the next morning during solo time, I read in their little book that basically says, hey, this is what solo time is and this is what you can do to get the most out of it. And there was a part that said, speak aloud to God, tell him what you need. And I thought, no, I'm not going to talk aloud to God because I don't want to sound crazy at church camp. Why would I talk to God at church camp? Um, and so I said, you know what, I'll do it. And I prayed, and I prayed for the Holy Spirit and to feel him and to feel that God really loves me. Because I know it, but I have a hard time believing it. 
and I asked for a sign, and I said, God, if you can just show me a shooting star so that not only do I know that you're here with me and that you love me, but that I'm where you want me to be, and this relationship is right for me, and I'm in the church that you want me to be a part of. Well, that night, or was it the next night, I was sat next to Tanner, and we looked up at the stars, and he said, hey, a shooting star. And I didn't believe him. And I said, you didn't see one, you're lying. And he was like, no, 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 I just saw one. And I was like, I prayed for one that I could see, God. I wanted to see that one. It took about four more shooting stars before I saw them, but they were there. <laughs> they were there and I know God sent them because I prayed for them. Um, again, camp was an amazing experience. I had very little self-esteem growing up, but for the first time in a long time, usually during worship, I would mouth the words so it looked like I was singing, but I wasn't. But I felt this joy and excitement wash over me, and I closed my eyes, and I lifted up my hand, and I started to sing. And Evan, <laughs> he looked at me, and he said, hey, you're good. <laughs> and again, my thought was, stop. <laughs> but I can carry a tune. <laughs> and not only do I know now that God loves me, but I'm beautiful, and I'm worth it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for sharing that and being open and vulnerable. It's very brave. Matt? It's amazing. And the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. So literally, she prayed for a star. She got four or five. Um, <laughs> so Evan is another guy who's been with our youth ministry for a long time. Um, and he's been around the block a few times. He's been to camp many times. He's been involved in, in various things. But this summer, God did something different in him. And I want him to uh, share a little bit about that. Um, so throughout my life, I've been on kind of a, well, the later half of my life, I've been on a journey with God because the first bit, it wasn't really that we were Christians. It was more that like we said we were. Um, but then my dad married my stepmom, Lindsay, and we started to actually go to church a bit after that. And, um, I was like, cause I always went through the situation of, yeah, God's real. But now it was, Hey, Evan, we're Christians now. Here's your Bible. Have fun with that. And I was like, I've got a Bible now. That's great. Um, Going to do something with that, maybe. Um, and then I didn't use it for a while. And I kind of started going to youth group, and I didn't talk to anyone. I sat there for the first couple months. And then the lead pastor for youth at the time, Mike Thompson, um, being the giant energetic bear that he was, came over, and he was very excited to see me. Uh, it was a situation of, hey, Evan, how are you? And it was forcing me to talk to him and be social, you know. And then it was offering, saying I should go to camps, so I would go to camps. And I would sit there and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm accepting of God, I accept God. And it never really was that much until this summer camp, in which we were basically sat down for worship um, about middle of the week. And the person doing worship said, if you want to devote yourself to God, stand up. And I was sitting there, and I was like, I'm not standing. And then next thing I knew, I was standing up. And I was worshiping, and a lot of excitement was over me. And after that, um, 
Alyssa and Tanner can attest to this, I was standing there like a maniac laughing, and I wanted to cry, but I was laughing instead. Um, and I realized that God was real and God had a plan for me, and I started to get more into ministry and things like VBS. Uh, the first time you, you spoke to us, you, you shared a little bit about one of the leaders who had a really impact on your life. Can you um, share a little bit more about that? That would be Shannon Hicks, who... So if you knew Mike Thompson, Shannon is kind of like Mike Thompson on steroids. Um, in the fact that he's a literal giant, and he's just as energetic, if not more. And after Mike Thompson left, uh, he kind of became one of the biggest influences for me, and he pushed me along this path. And actually, after that, he's the person that I prayed with, and kind of he's the one who keeps me accountable now so that I can continue down this path. Uh, Brody, you also shared earlier about another leader who had an impact on your life. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? I think yeah, he's sure. Close by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, last service, I talked a little bit about Andrew. Um, how he um, he helped me a lot through one of my darkest times um, at summer camp two years ago. Um, I was just able to open up to him, and he opened up to me, and he he led me to God, and it was real. Um, and that was the first time in my life that I, I actually believed because, like, super parents, like, you're supposed to believe, but, like, <laughs> you don't know if you really do, but um, it was real. And I thank you for that. Yeah, it was, it was great. I'm glad to be a part of that journey, man. Um, I just I got to wrap things up a little bit, and I just want to say thank you again um, to you guys. A lot of our students can't afford to go to camp for the full price. And it's because God laid it on your heart to give and you gave generously that lives were literally changed forever. Um, You know, we hear stories too about Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. Um, We run on a budget that is entirely funded by your generosity. We couldn't do the things we do, how we do them, if it wasn't for you guys answering the call um, of God on your hearts to give. So I just want to say thank you to you guys. Whether you've showed up to an event or not, um, you putting money in the offering box has, has changed lives forever. So um, if you're sitting here and you're a student, you're like, man, I missed out on camp. Like, I wish I could have been there. Or maybe you're an adult and you're like, ah, I know they like, needed leaders and I, I wish I had helped out more. Guess what? You still can. We serve a God that is not stuck up on the mountain. He's way, way bigger than the mountaintop. He's way, way bigger than the valley. Um, he made it all. He owns it all. And it's the same God that touched the hearts of these students at camp and at previous camps, the same God that's there on Wednesday nights, the same God that we praise and worship Sunday mornings and throughout the week, it's the same God that's moving. He's not done. He's not sitting in the back just like hiding out. No, he's not stuck up on the mountain. God wants to speak to your guys into the, into the lives of these students. Students, God wants to use you. We have people still in high school who are speaking and helping lead worship and leading worship, and it's phenomenal. So I just want to encourage you guys and challenge you guys, get involved on in any capacity. Like show up on a Wednesday night. Show up on the Wednesday night. Like, no, I don't like junior hires. Fine, we made a workaround. It's called Sunday nights. It's for high schoolers only, so <laughs> deal with it. There's no excuse. If you're on the fence, and I, I could not sleep last night, if I'm being honest, um, at all. I was really excited about today, and I was like, God, what do you want me to say? And I guess this is for a second service, but I just want you to think back. If you're here and you're on the fence about serving, I just want you to think back um, to when you were a young man, when you were a young woman whether that was 30, 40 years ago or whether that was just a couple months ago that you'd be considered a young man or a young woman, think back to those nights where you just cried out to God and go, God, why? God, why am I going through this? Why are my parents splitting up? God, why is this stuff going on with my friends? God, why would you let this happen to me? God, I don't know how you're going to bring me through this. God, I don't know how you're going to redeem me. I don't know how you're going to forgive me for this failure. I don't know. God, please think back to that time 
whether that was you as a, as, a, as a teenager, whether that was you as a young adult, whether that's you now, think back to that time because if we're being honest, I ask myself that all the time. When I start going through stuff, I know the answer, but I forget. And the most beautiful thing is God has a really cool way of reminding me. It's like when a student comes up to me, they go, hey, Andrew, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, man, what's going on? Hey, Andrew, I, I, I just have some questions. Can we talk about it? Hey, Andrew, I'm just going through some stuff, and I just need some guidance. Hey, Andrew, can you pray for me? And in those moments, that's when God's like, hey, remember when you were there just like last night? <laughs> remember when you were there in high school when your friends turned on you? Remember when you were going through that? Hey, remember if you're sitting there and you've been wondering, why, God, why are you going to do this to me? Why did you bring me through it? This is why. Because the same things we went through that you're going through that have been going on for the last years, decades, centuries, millennia, they're the same issues we've been struggling with. They just have fancier names now. Be the person that you never had. We have an amazing, amazing opportunity with student ministry. There's no fee, just a little bit of your time. We have an amazing, amazing opportunity to be the person a lot of us never had. And so I just want to encourage you guys and challenge you. Get involved. And if you're like, Andrew, it's not students, but it's kids. Awesome. Get involved with kids. Andrew, it's not kids, it's young adults. Awesome. Get involved with young adults. But we do have a serious opportunity to make a big impact in a lot of lives forever. And so, in fact, I'm so passionate about it. We're so fired about it. We made it really easy. If you're like me and you're like, I don't like talking to people and I'd rather just like drop a card in a box or something, we have you in mind. If you look on some of your seats, there's these little cards and we have more out on the table out back. Just fill them out. If you're feeling something in there and you're like, man, I wish I could be a part of their lives, I wish I could do that, we have an amazing opportunity for you to do that right now. What you have to do is check a box, write your name, write your cell phone number, your email. One of us will contact you. You don't have to do that awkward thing of like, hi, I I kind of feel... We'll take care of the awkward bit for you. It's a win-win. So I encourage you guys, we actually have uh, one last video of of Shannon Hicks kind of sharing his his story. And while that's going on, I just encourage you guys to fill out that card um, and drop it in the bucket. We'll have buckets going around. Um, So let's watch that video. So you heard some stories, and I know we're at all kinds of different places in terms of our journey, our journey with God. Many are trying to sort that out. But I would just like to say to you that these are real stories from real students, that God has intersected their life and made a difference in their lives. He wants to do the same thing with all of us, regardless of where we're at in our journey. You heard the stories like from Shannon about how he invested his life in students' lives and it ended up changing his life. And he drew closer to God because he got involved in students' lives. And so we talked about opportunity to do that. I could say I would not be here today if it wasn't for the opportunity years ago to be involved with students. It changed my life. So if you want to be a part of that journey, even check that journey out. No pressure, but I want to encourage you. It's possible your best life could be on the other side of working with students. And so I want to do something. We've never done this before, and no pressure if you don't want to be a part of it. But I just want to ask you to stand to your feet. Go ahead and stand to your feet. And what I want to do is I want to show our love and support that we're behind students. Hang on, hang on. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three, and then you can let out a shout. Uh, you can let out a holler, a hoot. Uh, you can clap, you can cheer. Uh, just don't tackle anybody in the row there, okay? So, um, but the reason we're doing this is because we really believe that students are central 
to God's plan, central to what God is doing in the earth, like, like right now. Like, they're not the church of the future. That's a bunch of nonsense. They're the church of today. So like the people leading worship, these are our worship leaders today. Like Joey just turned 16. Maddie just turned 19. And Harrison is 18. They're the, they're, these are our worship leaders today and they will continue to be our worship leaders. It's not of the future, it's like right now. So we believe in students, we believe in you. You just need to know that we're passionate about you, that you are the church today and God is using you today. So at the count of three, if you believe that, you wanna support that, I'm gonna ask you to put your hands together and cheer on the count of three. One, two, three, let it rip, baby! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's awesome. It's awesome. So if you want to be involved in student ministry, there you can exit uh, to the left there. Drop the cards off there. And uh, we have buckets here that we're going to pass by as we're leading this last worship song here. So you can begin to do that. Fill those out. So what I want to do, I want to pray for the students. I want to pray a blessing over them. If you would just bow your heads with me and let's pray for our students. Father, thank you. Thank you for every student that's here. We know that they're not here by action. We know that we actually are not here by action, but you had us to hear these students' stories this morning because you wanted us to be here to hear them. We thank you, God, that you show up in their lives. We thank you, God, that you're real, and they got to experience the real Jesus. Not a plastic Jesus, but the real Jesus. Father, I pray you'd be real to them, the real Jesus would be real to them, that you put your hand upon them, that they would have the courage to just follow you with a whole heart, with a fearless heart. Father, may they be influencers now, not following the status quo, but following the Savior of the world. May they not be peer pleasers, but God pleasers. May you grant them friends whose hearts align with yours. May you fill them with the knowledge of God. May you fill them with the Spirit of God. May you fill them with the passion to follow God and empower them by your Spirit. And may they live for you and may you reign in their hearts. And we commit them to you and we ask your blessing upon their lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.